Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoridea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Hechsher Kalim, Halacha Dalid, from the beginning. Sorry we're late, we had to travel 6,000 miles to get here for the Shia this morning. Baruch Hashem. Back to Eretz Yisrael, Chazdi Hashem. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ui Nishmas, Tuvya B'Rabi Yisrael Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and for a complete Rufu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shlomen Isim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Hinde Chasa Baschana, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Tuvia Tzvi Ben Chayaliza, Jonas Ben Hilda, Leirena Bas Aviva Chaya, Aviva Chaya Bas Estamindel, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulun Ben Soraleya, Mazel Bat Zahava, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, <coughs> Nisim Ben Rivka, Chaim Arya Ben Brocha, Yafa Ilana Bas Leya, Yafa Bas Dvoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehuda Skila, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisroel. Today we begin a new halacha, and it's a big one, about 30 pages, based on Torah Samach Vav in Likud Imran, which is also a major, major chapter in Likud Imran. We'll try to do the best we can to make it as clear as possible. Hilchas Hechsher Kalim, Uboi Inyan Sfira Veshavuas. We're going to be discussing the laws of koshering vessels and utensils that a person acquires from a non-Jew and in this halacha is going to be included a discussion regarding Sfira Soimer, Shavuos, and this will be based on chapter 61 in Likut Yamran, Ayin Shom Kol HaToyrah, study that entire chapter in Likut Yamran to get a very solid foundation for this halacha. One of the major topics in that Torah is the concept of being moitzi mi koyach el hapoyal, being able to take things from thought into action, from theory into practice. And Rabbeinu Zalveh speaks about Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, the way it's pronounced versus the way it's written. We know that we write it Yud Hey and then Vav Hey, but we don't pronounce it that way. We pronounce it as if it were written Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. And generally, Yud Kevavke is referred to as Machshova, Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is referred to as Maisa, Koyach and Poyal. <clears throat> and we'll see much more about this during this halacha. We find that Hashem's name Yud Kevavke begins with the letter Yud, and Aleph Dalet Nun Yud ends with the letter Yud. And this is included in the term Poiseach Es Yodecho we ask Hashem, open your hands and provide us with bounty, with nourishment. And the Gemara says, Al tikri yodecho elo yudecho. That yodecho means hands, yud, yudecho means your yuds. Open up the two yuds. Open up the yud of yud kevavke and the yud of alef talenun yud. To take things from the beginning of machshava which is the letter Yud of Yud Kevavke, the first letter of Yud Kevavke, <clears throat> to the end of Maisa, which is the Yud that closes Hashem's name, Aleph Talat Nun Yud. 
Rabbeinazal explains over there, Before we take something from thought into action, then at that point the thought and action are all one because the action hasn't happened yet. It's all in the mind. V'chulu, etc. Rabbi Nassau elaborates on this over there. V'tzorich kolechot lehishtadel ulohoitzim mikoyach alapoyal. Every single one of us has to strive throughout life to take things from thought to action. Obviously good things. L'ftoyach hayodayim, to open up the hands. Sheyia nimshach just like when we speak about Hashem creating the world, we're told that the first pasuk in creation, Bereshis Boravikimes has 28 letters, corresponding to two times Yad. Kavyochel, the hands of Hashem, are what created the world. Yad and Yad. There's a pasuk, Af Yodi Yosto Oretz, Viyamini Tovchoshamayim. My hand, my left hand, established the earth. And my right hand established the heavens. This is the terminology that's used. Obviously, chas v'shom, to think that there are hands by Hashem. But just like by human beings, we speak about the hands being the action of the body. Kaviochal, this is the terminology that's used by Hashem. So before we bring something into action, it's all in the mind. It's all one. So we, Rabbi Nezal said, we have to open, bring things from Koyach to Poel to open the hands. Sheyia nimshach veniftach haruach delesato min haruach deila. To be able to draw and open up the lower ruach from the upper ruach. Rabbi Nezal there speaks about the fact, the Zohar HaKadosh says, <coughs> that every single Jew has two ruachs. A ruach, a divine spirit that's with the person down here on earth, that's called the Ruach de Lesato, and a Ruach de Leila, a spirit that's up in Gan Eden. And when it comes time for a person to leave the world, that upper Ruach comes down and connects to the lower Ruach, they become connected, and since that upper Ruach cannot stay down here, it draws the lower Ruach up. And we'll see a lot about this. This is why it says, Eile toldois noyach, Noyach ish tzadik. The Zohar Kodesh asks, why twice Noyach? And the Zohar Kodesh answers, Noyach de la'ela, Noyach de la'sata. There's an upper Noyach and a lower Noyach. V'chol ha-mitzvahs v'averois tluyim bozeh. And all of the mitzvahs that a Jew performs <clears throat> and all the sins that a person commits are all dependent on this concept of bringing things from koyach to poyal. Ayin Shom, look over there on Likut Imran, where Rabbein Azal elaborates on this. The way that we bring things from thought into action is via the bridge, the intermediary, which is Dibur. <coughs> the Zohar HaKadosh says that the word Odom, the word Odom, which means man, the Aleph stands for Machshava, there's a pasuk, Va'a'alefcha chachma. I will teach you knowledge, wisdom. A'alefcha, aleph. The aleph represents machshava. 
the Dalid of Odom is Dibur and the Mem is Meiser. And the Zohar Kodesh says, in order for anything to happen in this world, it must go through those three stages. Machshava, Dibur, Meiser. And Rabbi Nezal says over there, we're Zoycha to be able to take things from Koyach to Poyal through Dibur, and the Dibur has to be with Emes. <coughs> and Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this a lot over there. When we talk about speech, there's letters and there's vowels. The letters without vowels have no movement. The vowels are what inject life into the letters in a sense. So we have to provide nekudas, vowels, for the letters. And in this chapter in Kut Yimran 66, and in several other places in the Kut Yimran, chapter 31, other places, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the fact that how do we generate these nekudas? Through yearning, desire, longing. There's a Pasuk in Shir Hashim which we, where it uses the terminology Nekudas HaKesef. Nekudas, which are formed through Kisufin. Kisufin means a deep yearning and longing. And when a person has strong Kisufin, when a person really wants something badly, that helps them break through all the obstacles. If the person will ratch up their desire, their longing, to match the obstacle. If the obstacle is a thousand watts, then you need kisufen of a thousand watts to be able to break through it. This is one of the most powerful statements in Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal says the, the whole reason for, up, for an obstacle is to increase our longing and desire and yearning for the mitzvah or for the kiddush or for coming close to Hashem. That's why Hashem puts obstacles in our path in order to ratch up, to get us to increase our desire for the item, to intensify the desire, to be able to match and overpower the obstacle and to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Look over there in chapter 61 in Likut Imran, where all of this is explained and elaborated on. Now Rav Zal begins. Any questions, please? <clears throat> Every single person has to be involved in completing and perfecting the creation. Because everything in this world requires tikkun. Because although Hashem already completed the entire creation, supposedly, Hashem created everything incomplete, as is known throughout the Gemara, the Medrash, the Zohar Kodesh, all the sources, 
because everything was created for the sake of man, Shehu Ish HaYisraeli, specifically the Jew, Shehu Yasoik Betikun Habria, so that we should be involved in completing and perfecting the creation, and therefore it'll be considered as if we are the ones who brought creation from thought into action, based on the good deeds that we do, based on the good things that we accomplish, based on the Torah. And this is the reason why Hashem created everything. Because the entire creation was made in order that we should achieve recognition of Hashem. These three words come from the Zohar Kodesh. Begin the Ishtemoidoen lay in order that we should get to know about Hashem and to, to believe in Hashem and to recognize Hashem. Kedei sheyakiru veyedu oisa yisporach al kol dovor vedovor shalabria. And so that we should apply this recognition of Hashem and this acknowledgement of Hashem over every single thing in the world. When we see the ocean, a person who hasn't seen the ocean in 30 days makes a bracha on the ocean, acknowledging that Hashem created the ocean. <clears throat> when a person comes, travels from one country to the other, they arrive in a new country, they say, Birkas HaGoymel, we cross the ocean safely, we make a bracha, Baruch HaTo Hashem Alekeinem HaLechoyelam HaGoymel A person eats a fruit, a vegetable, Every single item in this world that we relate to, we want to connect it to Hashem. We want to show that we recognize that Hashem is the king over everything, and Hashem created everything. And so long as there was no human being in existence to be involved in this, Azai Nechshav Kol Habriya Letoyu Vavoyu. The entire creation is considered like nothingness, as if it doesn't really exist. And it's about this that the Pasuk says, Hashem did not create the world to allow it to remain in a state of nothingness. Hashem created the world in order for the world to be settled, to become civilized. So that the world should become settled with human beings who have knowledge, who have intelligence. Hayoidim umakirim es who recognize their creator, al through every single detail in creation. We see a tree, a fruit, an animal, every single item in the world that we interact with, we're always connecting it to Hashem. And this is basically what the entire Torah and all the mitzvahs are really all about. 
And this is the reason why Hashem created everything. The angels, the everything, everything was created for the sake of man to achieve recognition of Hashem and to apply this recognition of Hashem to everything in existence. Because based on whatever mitzvah a Jew is performing, that person is taking part of creation and taking it from thought into action. For example, when a Jew performs the mitzvah tzitzis, Azai, then, based on the holiness and the purity and the recognition of Hashem that the person draws upon themselves by performing the mitzvah of that Jew is involved in perfecting part of creation. And that person is credited as if at that moment, that day when he performed the mitzvot tzitzis, he brought that part of creation from thought into action. He completed that part of creation. And the same thing is true regarding all other mitzvahs. And therefore, the Gemara tells us that even though Hashem created the world in six days, when it comes to the sixth day, the first five days, the Pesach says, yom 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 when it comes to the sixth day, it says, on the sixth day, Hashem completed heaven and earth. The Gemara asks, what is that hashishi? That's referring not to the sixth day of creation, but to the sixth day of the month of Sivan, which is the day that Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai. And until then, the world was not complete. Until the sixth day of Sivan, Shekiblu Yisrael es HaTorah, when the Jewish nation received and accepted the Torah. Kamay Shekosuv, as the Pasuk says, Nemoigim Eretz V'chol the world and all of its inhabitants were sort of shaky, were not complete. Onoichi Tikanti I established the pillars of the world eternally. And our rabbis expound this Pasuk referring to when the Torah was given on Har Sinai. Onoichi, Onoichi is the opening word of the Ten Commandments, which were said on Har Sinai, on the 6th of Sivan. Onoichi is what established the pillars of the world, what gave the world permanence, what took the world, what completed the creation. She'oz nizbaseis v'neskayem ho'ilam. That's when the Torah, that's when the world was, was on a solid basis, and that's when the world was really established with permanence. Because prior to receiving the Torah, the world was considered as if as it was in a state of nothingness. 
as if it had not yet even been created. <clears throat> we find when the Medrash speaks about the, create, the, the world, it's, it refers to the first 2,000 years as 2,000 years of toyu vavoyu. The next 2,000 years are the 2,000 years of Torah, and the third and final 2,000 years are the 2,000 years of the Geula, hopefully. Mitzvahim. Question. Because this tied to also the concept we discussed on for bris. We're not born with the bris. We have to do the tikkun specifically, specifically. Exactly. The question is: Is this tied into why we give a child, a male child, a bris mila on the eighth day? The answer is yes. That's where we find this whole concept brought out. The, the Medrash says that an Apikoros once said to Rabbi Akiva, you people, you Jews, show tremendous disrespect to Hashem. Hashem created a boy this way, and you go in on the eighth day and you, you do a fix. You're fixing the work of Hashem? What kind of ridiculous thing is that? It's as if you don't respect Hashem didn't do a good job? And Rabbi Akiva said, really? What about the potatoes that grow in the ground? What about other things that we cannot eat in a raw state? We have to cook them and everything. And Rabbi Akiva explained that Hashem intentionally created everything incomplete in order to give us human beings, us Jews, the privilege of completing the creation, being partners in creation, and being credited as if we completed the creation. That's the wording, Asher Bora Elohim, Hashem created la'asois, to make, that we should make. Hashem created everything incomplete, so that we should go ahead and complete it. And this is what the Pasuk says, Eile toildois hashamayim v'oretz behiboram. This is the story of the creation of heaven and earth when they were created. And the Gemara says that the word behiboram is the letters v'dosh rabbi senazal be'avraham. That the, the, the creation of the world really began from Avraham Avinu. Kirak kishebo Avraham Avinu loilam. Shemimenu hischil hamshochas It's only from when Avraham Avinu came to the world who began the process of introducing the Torah to the world, believing in Hashem and, and reaching out to people to bring them to faith in Hashem. Even though the Torah wasn't given publicly during his lifetime, but the, the Gemara tells us Avram Avinu fulfilled the Torah. That's when the Pasuk says the world was created. It's from the time of Avram Avinu that the, the world's creation really begins. As if it were first created then. And so too the Gemara expounds on a Pasuk where it says, Your Creator, Yaakov. The Gemara says, Oilomi, Oilomi. Hashem says, My world, my world. Mi boiracho, who created you? And the world responds, Yaakov boiracho, Hashem created you. Shehem klal Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu represents the entire Jewish nation. Shekolechot mi Yisrael kifi kidushasai kifi kiyumo yesatoira 
Each and every individual Jew, based on that person's holiness, based on that person's fulfillment of the Torah, that person gets credited as if they created the world. And it's considered as if that person is taking creation from thought into action based on that person's level. Because when we talk about creation, when we talk about bringing the world from thought into action, the most important thing that we're trying to do is to bring the das, the seichel, holy seichel, from thought into action. As Rabbeinus elaborates on this in another place in Likut Imran, in chapter 25 and in other places, where Rabbeinus says, Sheyesh seichel bekoyach, v'yesh seichel bepoyal. There's a certain level of intellect <clears throat> that's purely theory, and then there's a level of seichel when the seichel is being brought into action. It's actually going ahead and creating. The iker hashlemus lahoitzi haseichel ho amiti digdusha mikoyach and the real perfection, the real completion, is only when we take the true holy seichel from thought into action, to broadcast Hashem to the world, to bring recognition of Hashem to the world. That's the real accomplishment of creation, and that's what really allows the creation to exist. As the Pasuk says, Hashem made everything with Chachma, with Seichel. That's what it's all really about, achieving Chachma Digdusha, recognition of Hashem. Because the real perfection of every single thing that's been created is that that object should recognize who created it, who made it. Sheyiskayim, that we should see the fulfillment of the prayer that we say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in Shemayin Esrei, Ve'yeda kol pol ki that every single being that was created will come to recognize that you, Hashem, created it. And as the Pasuk says, mi po'al v'yosu, who is the one who created and made everything? He is the one who announces all of the generations from the beginning, referring to Hashem. Now Rav Zal takes it to another level. Again, based on chapter 61, 66 in Likut Imran. Paragraph Gimel. Ki ikr hashlemus sheyispatchu hayodayim. The real completion is only when the hands open up. And that lower ruach suddenly becomes visible and revealed. And things are taken from thought into action. 
Meharuach de la'ela, from that upper ruach, Kemoyshe Kosov Shom, as Rabbein Ezal writes over there in Likutim Ram, that initially everything starts up way up in heaven where it's all oneness, but then Hashem wants it to split out, to open up. Open up your hands in order to provide. Aval Hoiker, however, the main thing is, She'achar Hispatchus Hayodayim, that even after the hands open up, She'ein Bechina Shtei Haruchais, which are these two Ruchais, Shnei Hayuden Hanal, the two Yuds that we mentioned earlier, the Yud of Yud Kevavke and the Yud of Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, Yihu Adayin Gamachar Kach. We want that even after they open up, they should still be one. They should still be united spiritually. So that that lower Ruach down here on earth should be connected to and drawing spiritual life all the time from that upper Ruach. So that that lower ruach, which is the place of action, should always realize and recognize who's above him, where he's receiving all of his power. As the Mishnah says, Recognize, realize what's above you. To realize that our whole existence and our whole source of life is coming from that upper Ruach. And that's what allows us to be drawing life all the time from that upper Ruach. And that enables us to be constantly taking things from thought into action. The person is drawing the energy and the existence of the whole creation from above, brand new, every single day, drawing new energy and new life into the world. And all of this is accomplished by our fulfilling the Torah and its mitzvahs. Because in the opposite way, when a person commits a sin, that causes the spiritual energy to leave this world to leave the place of action. It goes back upstairs. And it becomes hidden in theory, in koyach. And down here becomes like a corpse without any life. And when a person is dead, when a person is spiritually dead, then impurity, a spirit of impurity, takes over the person relative to the sin that they committed. The all of Neymar, and it's about this person that the Pasuk says, Venirgan 
mafrid aluf, that a person who rebels against Hashem causes a separation, a pirud, between that upper ruach and lower ruach, between the source of spiritual energy and us down here on earth. Kikol inyan hanal kol bitmunas alef because the whole concept that we're describing here is included in the letter Aleph, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likutei Moran. Ki haruach bechinas yud baroish. Because the upper ruach, which we said corresponds to the opening letter of yud kevavke, that yud of yud kevavke is the yud on top of the Aleph. An Aleph is shaped like a yud on top, an upside down yud on bottom, and a diagonal vav in the middle. And the Zohar Kodesh shows, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there, the Yud on top is the Yud of Yud Kevavke, the Yud on bottom is the Yud of Aleph Talad Nun Yud, that diagonal vav in the middle, vav is six, refers to the six letters in the middle. What this is actually referring to is called the Shiluv, the interconnection between Yud Kevavke and Aleph Talad Nun Yud. You'll see this in Sephardic Sidurim or Sidurim that are based on Kabbalah, <coughs> where it shows you a format of Hashem's name where we interlace the letters. We do the Yud of Yud Kevav Yud Kevav Ke, and then the Aleph of Aleph Dalit Nun Yud. Then we do the He of Yud Kevav Ke, and the Dalit of Aleph Dalit Nun Yud. Let, a letter of the of one, a letter of the second. Letter two of the first one, letter two of the second. So it becomes Yud Aleph, Hey Dalid, Vav Nun, Hey Yud. So that each one of these names has four letters. Four and four is eight. You take off the Yud in the beginning and you take off the Yud at the end, you have six letters in the middle. This is all included in that letter Aleph. The letter Aleph has the Yud on top, the Yud on bottom. That's the Poiseach Es Yodecho, opening up these Yuds. The Yud of Machshava and the Yud of Maisa. <laughs> and in the middle, you have Poiseach. Poiseach is Pasach. The vowel Pasach is shaped like a vav, a line, a straight line. That's those six letters in the middle. Over there in Likutim Ran, Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this and explains why six letters, all the details. Ki haruach deleilo bechinas yud baroish hu yud she'al ha'alf. The upper ruach, which we said corresponds to the yud that's in the beginning of yud kevavke, the yud on top, hu yud she'al ha'alf, is the yud that makes up the upper part of the alef, the way it's written in the Sefer Torah, obviously. V'haruach delesato the lower ruach that's down here on earth, shehu yud basoif, which is represented by the yud that's at the end of aleph dalet nun yud, hu bechinas yud shetachas aleph. That's the yud that makes up the bottom part of the aleph. V'hakav shebeemtza, and that diagonal line in the middle of these two yuds, hu bechinas vov, is shaped like the letter vov, Bechinas Patach, which is also the shape of the vowel Patach, a line above. Vechulu, etc. Kemoi Shemavoy Roshon. As Rabbein Azal explains over there in Likut Imran. 
ועיקר השלמוס כשהיוד בסויף מקבל מהיוד שבראש על ידי הבוב שבאמצע. And real perfection is when that bottom yud is receiving from that top yud via that vav in the middle. Note that yud vav yud is bigematria 26, which is Hashem's name, yud ke vav ke. Avol kishoi Whereas when a person commits a sin, poigem behispatchus hayodayim. The person messes up, they damage this opening up of the hands. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there, and then the spiritual energy leaves that bottom yud, that the action. And that bottom yud is no longer able to receive life and energy from that upper yud. And this is why the person who commits this is called one who causes a separation, a pirud, in the aluf. Aluf is the aluf. He's making a separation in this letter aluf. Ki iker hayichud v'hatikun hu bebechinas v'hachayois rotsoi v'ashoiv. Because the, the main unification and, and, and tikun is based on the Pasuk in Yecheskel Anavi where it speaks about the throne of Hashem and it says that there were angels that are called chayos that go up and down, up and down. Sheyu niftochin hayodayim, which means, how does this relate to us? And that the, the tikun and yichud is brought about when we open up the yodayim. Sheheim hashnei yudim, which are these two yuds. V'yafal pikein, and although we're opening them up, they are still 100% connected and united spiritually. There's no break between them. Whereas when a person commits a sin, then the spiritual energy leaves that lower you, the, the down here on earth, the poyal. And it goes back up and becomes hidden in koyach, in thought, in, in that upper yud. At that point, that lower yud, that ruach de lesata, that poyal, is suddenly alone, detached from its source, from its roots. And now it becomes possible for an outside ruach to take over, a ruach of Tumah. And at that point, that lower ruach is drawing energy, receiving energy from the left side, from the other side, from Tumah. And that's what the separation is all really about. This posit, by the way, is mentioned several times throughout the Zohar Kodesh. This is a very, this concept of nirga, that when we commit sins, we cause a separation between Hashem and the Shechina, between Yud Kevav Ke Aleph Daledun Yud, Ve'ikr HaPirud Vapegam Hu Pegam Ho Emuna. And now Rav Nelson Zal says, when we talk about separation, when we talk about sin, what it's really all about is 
a lack of faith in Hashem, that we're, we've damaged the emuna. Kalidei kol avera nimshach pegam emuna. Because every single sin that a person commits weakens the faith in Hashem. Ad shenel amimenu, to the point where the emuna becomes completely hidden from the person. Ad shenel amimenu, shehapoyal nimshach meakoyach where the person doesn't realize at all that everything down here on earth is receiving from up there, from Koyach. And the person doesn't realize and recognize who's on top. Where is the energy coming from? And this also explains why and how it's possible for us to correct our sins through tshuva. The Iker HaTshuva SheYoshuv Miyad L'Shoroshoi And the, the best type of tshuva is when a person realizes that they committed a sin and they immediately reconnect with their source. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, Eilcha V'Oshuva El Ishi I'm going to go and return to my original husband. That the person should remind themselves after all of the damage that they caused through their many sins, despite that, Hashem's kingdom, Hashem rules everywhere, and Hashem is found everywhere. And to whatever low, dirty, filthy places the person has fallen into, even there, the person is receiving all of their life energy from Hashem, only from Hashem. And the person has to try to reconnect themselves from wherever they are to reconnect to Hashem. And all of this, it's impossible for a person to accomplish without the help of the true tzaddikim and their students who have been zeichet to receive a double portion from their rabbi, which Rabbi Nezal speaks about over there in Likutim Aran. Because this is a very important rule that we need to know regarding the process of tshuva. When a person messes things up and they cause damage, if a person caused damage on the fourth floor, they cannot repair everything by staying on the fourth floor. The person must receive help from above the place where they cause the damage. We picture a person walking in the street and they fall into a ditch. They fall into a deep pit. Their help cannot come from inside that deep pit. The bugs aren't going to push him back up. That person needs somebody up on top to pull them out of there. 
And it's by the person receiving light and holiness and a rope from a level above the level the person was even originally on. Through that, that person can get a tikkun. This is the, the, the Gemara mentions this. The Gemara mentions the letter Hey, that Hashem, there's a posuk, Ki Beko Hashem Tsuroilamim. Hashem created worlds, worlds, plural, with his name Yud Hey. The letter Yud was used to create the future world, Oilam Haba. The letter Hey was used to create this world. And the Gemara explains in the letter Hey, again, the way it's written in the Sefer Torah, <coughs> the bottom part of the Hey is wide open. You have a leg over here and a leg over there. There's a lot of room to fall out. When a person falls out, chas v'shalom, and they want to come back in, the Gemara explains they cannot come back in through the same place they fell out. They have to go above and get in in that little opening at the top of the hay, on the left top side. That's where they have to get in. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in a place on the Kutinan based on the Gemara. So once again, you cannot come back from that same level you were on before. You got to go above that and be able to come in from there, to draw light from there. And this is the whole essence of tshuva, which is above Torah. In Kabbalistic terms, usually we refer to the Torah as Zerampin. In Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, the Torah is represented by the letter Vav. We know Rabbi Nezal often quotes the Gemara and Baba Basra where it says that the Luchais, the tablets that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down, were six by six. six by, so the Torah is represented by the letter Vav. Tshuva is represented by the letter He in front of, before the Vav. Tshuva is Bina. There are 50 levels of Tshuva, 50 levels of Bina. The Pasuk says, Ulevavo Yovin Varafaloi. The person's heart will understand and they'll do Tshuva. There are many proofs to show the connection between Tshuva and Bina which is above the Torah. As the Gemara says, In the place where Balei Tshuva are standing, complete Sadikim cannot go up there, implying that Tshuva is a higher level. Because it's impossible for a person to return to their roots, to return to their connection and holiness, unless they receive energy and tikkun from a very high place, from above where they started out from. And it's for this reason that real tshuva, real tikkun, can only be accomplished through the great true tzaddik, who can reach up to that incredible high place. And the more damage a person did, the more sins a person committed, the lower down they went, that person requires a higher level rabbi to be able to help them. 
As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in the beginning of chapter 30 in Likutei Moran. A person who goes down, falls down, fifth, the, the Jews in Egypt went down 49 levels, minus 49. They needed a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, who was plus 49, who had hit the 49th level of Kedusha, to be able to rescue them. V'yalkein iker tikun hatshuva hu'alidei b'chinas pishnayim hanal. And therefore, this also explains why the main accomplishment of tshuva requires that double portion that we touched on earlier. We're going to have a lot more about this. Rabbein that chapter in the Kutumran is based on a Pasuk where Eliyahu Anavi was about to leave the world. Eliyahu Anavi didn't die. He left the world in a chariot of fire. And his student Elisha Anavi asked him, Vihino Pichnaim, can, can I please have double your power? And Elianovi said to him, if you will see me taken from you, you will receive double my power. And Rabbein Sal goes into a whole explanation that's based on the fact that when a person is down here on earth, they have one ruach. When the person is about to pass away, that second ruach that was up in heaven comes down. So that at the time the person passes away, he's double. He has two ruachs. Anyone who's present at the time that a tzaddik is nestalic receives light from that double portion, this double ruach. Rav Nosenzal is going to continue now and explain that this doesn't only mean when the tzaddik passes away. Rabbi Nosal shows there that whenever a tzaddik is experiencing an aliyah, he's going up, he's, being nestalic, he's going up, there is this double portion that's being given. We'll hold it over here for now, even though we're in the middle of a paragraph. We're at the top of the page in this edition. We'll continue from here, Amir Hashem, in the next shir tomorrow. Wishing everyone a wonderful day and week. New beginnings for all of us, Mitzvah Hashem.